Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz, right here on Apple Podcasts. Tune in and Block Talk Radio, your host, Oscar Lopez. Alongside today, episode 231, we are going to be talking WFA Conference Finals uh, with Michael Burmy in the house, as well as the WFA All-Star, Holly Custis. And we have a packed show today. We have the legendary Andrea Douglas in about uh, 45 minutes here, talking New York Sharks. Excellent season so far. One step forward to Atlanta for the national championship, the D2 national championship, as her New York Sharks are going to take on Minnesota Vixen. We are going to have the Minnesota Vixen in the house in about an hour. Laura Brown, as well as quarterback Kirsten Hansen, we're going to talk about that matchup coming up in Atlanta on July 27th. And so in the house in 15 minutes, we have L.A. Warriors quarterback, Erica Collins to talk about the KC Titans uh, LA Warriors matchup in D1 that uh, was very, very kind of weird thinking that Brooke Leach was going to play the whole game going with Sowers and Lee and Williams and somehow the Kansas City coaching staff just completely turned away from that, made their defense trying to win that game. And in the end, the Warriors capitalized on turnovers on a non-mobile quarterback, plus other issues that happen within the Titans. And all of a sudden, we have the L.A. Warriors will be taking on the Boston Renegades, which Boston took care of. The Divas, 34-32, a, a amazing game, toe-to-toe. So let's bring in our panel here in the Blitz. So we have Michael Burmy in the house, and we have the WFA All-Star, Holly Custis. So, uh, Michael, I'll throw it to you. What happened in Kansas City, 9-7 to seven in about almost the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden you don't play your game you normally play, and you give, literally give the win to the Warriors. They kind of just take momentum right after the, uh, the strip uh, fumble and the score from Haley. And so at this point, it just boggles my mind that Kansas City did not come in with a better game plan against a very potent all-star team like the Warriors. Yeah, you could say that. Honestly, I just think of it. It just, just shows you how loaded from top to bottom the L.A. Warriors are. I mean, I saw them on the field when I was in Portland there. When I was in Portland there, they were, they were just absolutely dominant there. They have some of the best to ever play the game on this team there. They're always going to think of something. So it seems, so it's, you, can't, can't, you can't at any point presume you've got the – presume – that you got the win safely there, or take them for, or take them lightly. 
Did you watch the game at all, Michael? Did you take a chance to watch the game? Unfortunately, I hadn't, but there's a streaming. The only thing I'm really... questioning is, the, the only thing I'm questioning is, why would you not start your mobile quarterback that's brought you here most of the season and use your weapons that you had? You had Sowers, Lee, and you had a running game, and it looked like for about three and a half quarters, your defense was the only thing stopping the Warriors. And the defense, you got to hand it to this KC Titans defense. They played their asses off. Nine to seven for three and a half quarters. You cannot ask your defense to win the whole game. And I think that's where, if you watch the game, that's where your mind and your head scratched and said, what are we doing on KC? They have an opportunity of a lifetime to go to Atlanta to face and to get a national championship. And all of a sudden you change your game plan at in this game that's just not happening. Holly, did you watch the game? I was able to, to uh, pick up some of it, and I watched some of the replay the last couple of days here. And you're right in that uh, Kansas City didn't really ask their defense to do more. Uh, considering uh, the talent that L.A. has on the offensive side of the ball, they held in pretty tough for, you know, maybe – close to three quarters around there before things started to fall apart a little bit, but they played really tough and they played uh, a really awesome backfield with Priscilla and Alexis and that uh, combination um, has been deadly all year and they were able to, to hang in there. I think it's really tough in any level of football to have uh not when you don't have a consensus number one quarterback. I think it, the only time I can see it working when I've uh, been watching football is if you have a situational dual quarterback system where you have one person that's the number one person and then occasionally in the, you know, a goal line situation you bring in another person uh, for that series. But when you're going back and forth, and from my understanding, I think they even played three quarterbacks when you're going from one quarterback to the other to the other, it's really tough on the offense. Number one, it hurts the offensive line. You're used to one quarterback with their cadence being one way and the other person might be completely different. And then on top of it, the rhythm that you have in the huddle and then on the field and how that quarterback directs the offense is different. So when I the parts that I was watching because I had to – kind of go through the entire game and go in little clips and then view it, it looks like the offense was just kind of jerky. And it wasn't until, you know, uh, Brooke came in later that they kind of opened up a little bit, but I think it was a little bit too late uh, at that point. I think it's one of those things where it's just, uh, they're going to they're gonna have to figure it out for next year for sure. Um, but I, I think they kind of, are kicking themselves a bit because they had a really good opportunity. They did what they needed to do. They had L.A. in a situation where Kansas City just needed maybe another score or two to kind of put it away, and they just couldn't pull the trigger. So they're going to have to, you know, work on that in the offseason, basically. I, You know what? The only thing I'm griping about right now is not even in the offensive side of the ball. I'm griping about the fact that you did a disservice to your defense without, com- without right. coming to – put up a, a very good offensive playbook. You could have ran the ball. You're up 9-7. to seven. You could have killed the clock by running the ball. You have a talented running back. You had a mobile quarterback at your disposal. You have Liz Sowers, all-world 
receiver. You're telling me you can't come up with plays for Liz Bowers? That's just ridiculous. So LA, LA, you know what? They did their part. They saw that they had a non-mobile quarterback. They hunted like wolves, just like you would have done it, uh, um, Polly, as a linebacker. You saw that the tendency was there. They took the rush. They met. They fronted that rush. The turnover uh, caused the turnover, and then they ran it in for the score, and that was it. Right after the score, the defense got gassed again, uh, like on the next series, and that was it. Game over. It was run the clock, and L.A. knew how to do that. They kind of, in the last 10 minutes, what did they do? They ran the clock. They ran the ball because they knew that all they had to do was run, run down the clock. And then uh, Brooke and, and Liz were trying to come back, and it just, like you said, it just, it just a little too late. And that's the thing that, you know, it's kind of the difference between a team that is uh, really trying to push its way up and a team that's full of people that have played a long time. I think when you look at the, the two rosters, it, it looks like to me, at least on paper, that L.A. has um, maybe more long-term veterans uh, that have been at a higher level. Uh, a competition that, that means they've been at higher levels of playoffs, championships, that sort of thing. And I think what happens is the longer you play and the more situations you're in, even when things aren't going your way, even when you're not playing your best game, you find a way to win. And that, that's what L.A. did. They, they were struggling a little bit, but their defense made a play, and then everybody else just the momentum carried them and they did what they had to do to, to get the win, and that's what good teams do, even when they don't have everything going. So that's a credit yeah. to L.A. and their experience to get through it. I think Kansas City is going to be thinking about this, especially the defensive side of the ball. Uh, like I said, hats off to them. They played an amazing game on the defensive end. The, those, all the players on the defense, I mean, shout out to you guys. You guys did an admirable job for three and a half quarters. You cannot – this coaching staff in Kansas City could not to win the game for four quarters. It's just a, a, not not even funny. So hopefully they will work on that. Hopefully Brooke Leach returns next year and they use her more. I just think they lacked the capabilities of this mobile quarterback with this two-quarterback system. They kind of went away with that. They, if they stuck to one player, to your point, Holly, they might have made an, a better impact. They score one or two touchdowns with Brooke in place for the three-and-a-half quarters. It might be a different ball game here. It could have been an Arlington game, and they would have taken advantage of some uh, of uh, Warrior uh, issues. But we're going to talk to Erica here in a couple minutes anyway and just kind of dive into the game that we saw as well. Um, Burmy, this this Diva-Boston rivalry, this is the WFA at its best. This, if you did not watch this game, you are not a real fan. This, this, is, this is the best rivalry in the WFA. I mean, bar none. This is the best rivalry in the WFA. And Amanda uh, brought her divas almost back to edge, but uh, Cahill and Bonds and Caskill, uh, they, they were on point. They were not going to lose this. They wanted to come back and go to Atlanta. Oh, yes, they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, they did. Because that is going to think because they, cause still, they know that, you know, the last time they met, which was also in that very same place there, that the Divas pulled off this incredible comeback there. Here they, and there you, here you have them just about ready to do this all again, ready to do it again there. Came back from, came back from a 21 to 7 halftime deficit there. They were already, and they, Divas were all ready to come, come right back there, but the Gays knew, 
Gates knew how this went, they would not be denied again. We, Bernie, nobody was surprised that it was going to come down to the wire, right? We all talked about it. You previewed it not on the before. We, all of us talked about it, that we, this was going to be a duel to the end. It was going to be either a one possession or a field goal. And, you know, give credit to the Diva defense and give credit to uh, Amanda for, for stepping up in the second half. Just a little too late, I guess. That's really what you want to call it. But it's a one-possession game. It was basically a two-point conversion, basically, if you want to uh, break it down. So, um, Holly, this is it. Two-point conversion literally wins the game. I mean, it, it was just, they were just neck and neck. I mean, we all knew going in that it was going to be a, a dogfight. And, uh, I mean, these teams have battled for years and have always played each other extremely well. Uh, what I was really impressed with was the last drive that Boston had. Uh, they had the two-point lead, and they just methodically moved the ball down the field, and that's what you want to do in that situation. Um, they had good clock management. They had good execution up front. Their O line was pushing, you know, extremely well. And they just, you know, kind of dinked and dumped their way down the field um, and did what they needed to do to, to uh, secure the win. I would like to give a shout out though to uh, the DC player, uh, True Heart. Uh, there was a play where Boston almost broke it for a touchdown, and she hustled and got all the way down the field to save the touchdown and to keep her oh, yeah, team I in the that. game. And what an effort. And that, what an effort to just that, nail it. It was, it was awesome to see, and that's like the type of thing that, that I really try to pride myself on to as a defensive player. And it's hard because you're in a situation that's really intense with a lot of pressure, and you know that if you don't get there, the game's over. And so really a lot of props to her for, for hustling down the field to make that play. Um, and uh, But, you know, it was one of those things where you knew it was going to be entertaining either way. And uh, congrats to, to Boston. Burmy, this, this 34 to 32, this is just, like I said, it wasn't a shocker for any of us because I think all of us knew that this was going to be neck and neck. Uh, Cahill versus Congaldi. Uh, what do you think of the evolution of Amanda Congaldi now? I pers- I think this year this year I think that we're this year is going to be the first year this is going to be the year where we're starting to see the year but she is taken she is now taking her place among the elite among the elite. Next to Alex next to Alex, next to me, we're gonna see her mentioned in the same places we hear about Allie Cahill, about Lisa Horton, about even about the ones you know what the ones who played back in the day, like Allie Hamlin and Sammy Grisafi. This is going to be this year. This year is going to be the. We saw that this was. It was early on. It was looking to be another big rebuilding year there because we they started one and two there, but once they got going, they really got going there. So, Connie Aldi, she's real. She has all the makings of sub. So it's going to be the next big thing. Holly, uh, what do you think of Ken Galdi's performance? Pretty, pretty awesome, right? Neck and neck with the legend, pretty much Allison Kale. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think Burmese's right. I think, uh, you know, every year and every game that you play, if you're getting better, that's you know obviously the goal. And what she did on that field was prove that she belongs in that conversation. And 
I think what you're going to see is if she continues to do what she's doing, she's going to uh, definitely put put herself up in that uh, that Sammy and Allie type uh, conversation. I do think it's awesome that she's able to get the mentorship in DC that she has, and I'm excited to see what she uh, can do in the future. All right, guys. Um, don't forget, you guys can subscribe to our Apple podcast, download over 200 episodes with amazing athletes and coaches on itunes.apple.com. Search Great Iron Beauties. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel for amazing shared videos of girls playing American football globally. And don't forget to go to our Zazzle shop. The Zazzle shop for cool T-shirts, leggings, and gifts. Use our daily code to save big. Zazzle.com forward slash Great Iron Beauties. And let's bring it into the huddle right now in the uh, Gridiron Blitz, the no-joke football huddle, the uh, quarterback of the Los Angeles Warriors, which is uh, Erica Collin in the house. Erica, welcome to the Blitz. You are with myself, Oscar Lopez, Holly Custis, and the uh, Michael Burmy. Hi, how you guys doing? Doing great. Good. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Very excited. Erica, we all dissected Kansas City, L.A. because we, we kind of wanted to see firsthand what your team was capable of, but we also saw what that KC defense was capable of for about three and a half quarters. Can you speak to that? Uh, yeah, their, their defense was uh, coming in very, very strong, uh, especially off the edges and creating havoc among our lines. So we were just trying to figure out what best way to – neutralize their threat that they were um, presenting to us. So we had to change up a few linemen to get that edge blocked off better and to give uh, Priscilla a better pass to run in the round. Erica, the momentum shifted when your D stripped Haley uh, off that ball. She basically fumbled it, got stripped out. Then you ran it in for the score. How was that a game changer for you guys on the sideline? Oh, that was huge. Uh, Angel. Oh, boy. She was a beast. Uh, she came in, man. Uh, we needed that. Uh, as a team, we needed that, that energy that the defense provided with that sack um, and strip. Knowing that the quarterback was young, um, being able to get inside of her mind and make her a little uh, uneasy with it, and that was a key to it. And our defensive line did a great job. Um, and basically getting that threat done. Now, Erica, right after that, you guys punch it in again on a run on a run play. Right after the score, you get the ball back, and then there's an open gap, and there's there's a quick score right down the road. Was that was that something you guys were looking at? Oh yeah, definitely. When that momentum shifts, you got to capitalize on it immediately. And P was the most hyped person on the sideline right after the strip. So she came in there with guns blazing and uh, ran right through them. Now, you were facing a two-quarterback set. Was that something you guys planned with? Because I know you guys were going with yourself, right? Because I don't think Chantel started, right? No, Chan started. Chan uh, basically played the whole game. Uh, she did, actually. Um, but they were identical to us, and our game plan was to see how it goes and see if we're going to uh, – do what we did normally throughout the entire uh, season, which is just switches both off uh, just to give the defense different looks. Uh, so our game plan was to see how they came about it, and it was best to just keep Chan in for the moment. Um, 
So them, they, we had them switching out quarterbacks. That was even better. But uh, ultimately, Chan was the the person to go to. Erica, you got to see uh, Brooke live. When she was in there, was it a different huddle or different offense that you guys got to look at in terms of just viewing on the field? Because it looked like late there, she throws an 85-yard pass, sours, and it looked like they were getting a little bit of momentum back. Uh, most definitely. When Brooke comes in, there's a lot of energy that comes with it because she's bringing that excitement um, and at the same time calmness for her for her players, like her wide receivers. And when you got in, when you get a quarterback that comes in that's more confident and excited and also calm, it relaxes everybody else and gives them that confidence to go down there and just try things that they wouldn't with another quarterback. So I give all the credit to Brooks. She went in there and tried her best. And there was a lot of drop passes, granted, on some of those plays, but they were being contested, obviously, by your team. So that also was somewhat uh, a disturbance for them. So um, once you guys got up ahead, 16-7, it really was more of a time clock management. That's what I was mentioning earlier before we, we brought you on. It was just a situation where you guys got a little bit under control now because now you can literally run the ball instead of forcing throws and stuff like that. So it was literally a great plan on, in the fourth quarter. Was that something that was uh, devised at this point now that you were up a, about two scores? Yeah, that's how we practice, uh, practice all season. It's managing the game and the time. Um, normally throughout the season, we've been having a much greater lead at an earlier stage, so therefore we can manage it much, much uh, better and slow everything down when we need to, therefore we can just run it out. Um, but being able to manage that, that clock helps alleviate uh, the pressure from Chan from throwing so much or when I'm in from me throwing so much, and we can give it to our all-star running back, uh, Priscilla and Snyder. So that that's always the plan is to let them run. We throw when we have to uh, because we got the best of the best on our team right now. Erica, I'm going to throw a um, – have a, a Burmy here and Holly throw you some questions on, on, the, on the contest. So, Michael, go ahead. Okay, uh, all right, so, Eric, the, the thing is, we were going, the thing is, you went, you went on the longest trip of any team in the play, of any team in the playoffs there. For those who couldn't get air transportation, it was a full day's drive. Well, did, how did you, how did you manage to get to the game, and if you took the road, what, if you took the road, if you took the road method, what sort of, what sort of effect did that have on you, on you in the game? Uh, I took the plane. We took um, a lot of our team took uh, Spirit because um, it was the cheapest, <laughs> the shortest flight. I, I, am so, I have a lot of experience in Spirit, believe me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to drive to Las Vegas, though, to get a, a cheaper flight. Uh, and it was only about three and a half hours, well, two and a half hours, and the pilot made it in two. Um, the guys that actually drove there was only about two players. They, they were pretty um, – pretty tired, but they they had their uh, spouses with them to help uh, navigate the road so that they weren't so burnt out from the long drive. That's good to hear. Uh, that's good to hear. How did it feel? Also, and how did how did the how did it feel being in the mid, being all the way in the Midwest? Because as far as I remember, this is the furthest the LA Warriors have ever played from home. Oh, it was very hot. 
we were very hot <laughs> and uh, sweating. Um, luckily, my my mom is from St. Louis, and we spent uh, many summers out there, so I was a little bit used to it. Um, and some of the other players are used to it, but otherwise, we were very hot. Uh, <laughs> we made sure we hydrated before the the game started. In fact, a week before the game started, and we stayed outside a little bit just to kind of give ourselves a simulation. Some of us actually went into a sauna to try to prepare our bodies for it and our minds. <laughs> That's how you can tell how hot it is. The southern, the greater LA folks have got to prepare for the heat. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. Got any other questions, Mike? And one question. This is going to relate to. Uh, this is going to. This. I'm not sure. I'm really sorry if you're saving that for Leopard discussion. Are we talking about the national title game yet? Uh, we're going to be talking about it in a little bit here. Um, uh, if you're done, I'll have Holly throw in her, and then we'll we'll talk about that. No further questions, then. Thank you. All right. All right, Holly, shoot up. Hey, Erica. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, so, great season so far. Uh, what has it meant to you that you have uh, now you're, you're reaching the championship? Uh, it means a lot. Um, it means a lot to my fellow players, too. It's, it's huge for us. It's our, it's our first in our history um, of our team, I do believe. And it, a lot of players um, have waited a lot of years. Uh, one of them I know came up after the game was like, I waited 10 years to even get to this point. So I think it's very huge and, and life-changing for a lot of us to even get the opportunity to play in the national championship, and for me, being my third year, it's very, very huge because a lot of them took a lot longer to get there um, than I did. Awesome. You've got to be great. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good way to, to do it. Um, uh, and every player that I talk to has some sort of pregame ritual. What are yours? Uh, I like to sit next to Jamie, uh, JP, and uh, Kenny, and we just sit there and we listen to our music, um, just try to get in the zone, and we talk to each other, go over a, a little bit of details, and we just try to relax. We just Sometimes we just lay there. Sometimes we stretch each other out. Um, I like to go over my wrist coach a lot just to make sure I'm good with the plays. Um, and just get into a zone where I'm at peace because of being a quarterback. I can't be too amped up. Uh, <laughs> Because that'll make a that that wanna make for a great play. Right. All right. And then uh, when you listen to music, are you like what what type of music do you listen to? Oh, I listen to all. Oh, I was in the army, so I listen to country, rock, some jazz, um, some Celine Dion. <laughs> it's a it's a variety <laughs> of things. So have, I mean, have you ever whatever to, whatever's uh, playing. Did you ever listen to anything from, like, the Titanic, Celine Dion, or what kind of Celine Dion do you listen to? Yes, I love My Heart Will Go On. That's what I play. That's, a, that's like one of my last songs. And then I, the Tiger, is my very last song before I go out and I do my warm-ups. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, what do you feel like you uh, need to do to prep for the championship game uh, against Boston? What are, you, what are you looking to do to get better so you can... Uh, try to take them out. Definitely, number one will be film study. 
Um, I've been studying all these teams all year long, especially Kansas. Um, but for Boston, I'm going to pay particular attention to how their defense operates and who's moving around um, the most that can rattle uh, our play operations. And then we're, then they goes into exercising and eating right. Right now, our entire team is on a no soda and no fried food uh, diet, and we have to exercise. Uh, we have to do cardio every day just to get our our bodies and our minds in a, in the right state of mind for that kind of weather that we're going to be facing, so we can give it a go all four quarters, just like coach has been preaching all all year long. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, I hope that you guys are able to to bring a good game against Boston, and congratulations on um, getting this far. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Erica, the uh, Boston Renegades have a history of really punching it in when they need to. They're here for revenge from last year when they could not punch it in. So they got – basically they have the title right in their – almost in their grasp while you guys – have been mocked for your schedule early on and all this other stuff that happened with you in your season. And all of a sudden you go to Kansas city and it looked like at one point you guys were going to fall down. You recover yourselves. So this is going to be one of probably the biggest tests of the season, probably the national championship considering it's in Atlanta and all the the heat and everything else, the elements plus a great, a great team like Boston. Most definitely. Um, People talk about our schedule a lot. I think it, it, means a lot when teams forfeit. I think that shows how good we are as a team and how they they feel about us. Some of them were out of our control or the other team's control. Some of them just didn't want to put their players through it. Um, but just because we didn't play a certain amount of games didn't mean we didn't prep and actually have uh, mock games amongst ourselves to stay ready and have that mindset. We've been doing this since October. So we've came in hungry. We practiced um, different scenarios. So going into the championship, we're going to be ready for anything and everything because we've been uh, simulating it throughout the entire year. And the national uh, championship is going to be our grand stage to show what we've actually been putting into for so many years and hopefully get the West Coast the respect that it actually deserves. You have uh, Bond, um, Pasquale. Beinecke, and you have legendary Cahill, so it's a big hurdle to accomplish. Uh, on the same token, you do have playmakers on your side as well. As you're as you're talking, you got Lisa King, you got oh, Chantel Williams, you got Gardner, you got Mary Rose Roach yourself. So there's it's going to be a very good game, and everybody's expecting this game to be a high level. So I think that's going to be the expectation, just like it was with Boston against D.C. And if it turns out to be that way, this is going to be huge for women's football. I, I do believe so. We also got, like, playmakers like Big Mexico, Smitty, Fat Girl. We got a, a lot of playmakers that have a lot of experience. And we have just the right amount of rookies that came in um, that are being groomed, groomed very well. So when we do go down there, everybody is going to be ready. It's not going to be um, – just a, like an Iron Maiden. Everybody's going to get in and try to keep our, fr- our legs fresh, and we're going to just do our very best and come out national champs. All right, Erica, um, you got family coming into a- a- ATL, or how, how, how are you getting there at this point? 
Uh, right now, we our team has a GoFundMe page up, trying to help get all of us there uh, in nice fashion. I do have family coming with me. My wife is coming with me, mom. Um, I actually have uh, battle buddies from the Army coming out to actually see it. And everybody's just trying to put in forth an effort. So if y'all can, uh, go visit our GoFundMe page and help donate to get us there. And the GoFundMe link is on the uh, Facebook, on the Twitter also, and also on the Instagram, right? Yes, it is everywhere. You can find a player. It will be on our page, too. <laughs> Just anything and everything will be greatly appreciated. So we want to make sure we bring everybody because we all came together as one, especially a lot of people talk about the Central uh, War Angels coming together with Los Angeles Warriors, and right now we have a very strong bond, and we continue. We want to continue to bring it to Boston, and actually put us right on the map along with women's football, and make it a a huge uh, rating for ESPN three. So being on ESPN three is huge. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. <laughs> if that is going to be something. An absolutely big deal because, as you were pointing out, the West Coast unfortunately doesn't get a lot of the respect. Doesn't get a lot of respect there. This stand there, but I know you're ready. To, I know you're ready to do. I know you're you got the roster. And do, I know you're ready to come out there, bring your bring your A game and show them all, and bring LA the first women's football national title in 16 years. That was back in 2002 yeah. when the Long Beach aftershock won the W. The the A S W L title. Hey, look at Bernie yeah, bringing out he history. Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing it all, all year long, letting us know. You know, it's great to know about uh, past people that has been on the West Coast that actually won it. So we want to sit there and make it uh, put our name in a, that history, not for us too. Erica, the the potential is there for a great classic matchup. Uh, you are anticipating all that. So for you personally, at this point, starting in a national championship game, I mean, I know you've done something in the service and everything else, but would this be the, in in terms of a sports level, would this be the highest uh, level that you've gotten to so far? Uh, for me, I, um, yes and no. I've been CIF champion uh, in track and stuff, in track and field, uh, basketball champion. So this can add to uh, everything, but this is right now, uh, in this part of my life, this is huge. This is the most exciting thing that I've done in a very long time, and I think it's going to actually be number one on my list of all time. Now, what can you tell us about you, your setup between you and Chantel? Uh, I mean, at this point, is it equal time, or are we going to go into play it as we see it against Boston and kind of go with the better option? Uh, that depends on our coach. Uh, we don't want to put out what our game plan is. We can't let Boston know. <laughs> um, but as it stands right now, what you guys have been seeing all year long, what's more likely you guys are going to see or not see. It all depends on our game plan and how we're going to come at it. Um, but more than likely it's going to be half and half um, if everything goes correct. Have you learned anything from Chantel since she's arrived in Los Angeles? Has it made you a better quarterback or – a better individual student of the of the game. Uh, absolutely, uh, Chan is a is a legend in this sport. Um, 
we don't get to talk as much because of where she lives and where I live, but when we actually are around, we get to talk and go over throwing patterns. We help each other out, and she has made me elevate my game because it's a, it's a competition. It's just no different like Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre. You know, I'm trying to get my spot, and she's maintaining her spot. So it, it's, it's a battle, but it's not intense. It's I respect her. This is her time. My time will come in due time. Um, but she's, like, phenomenal. She has her football knowledge, and IQ is off the charts. So I'm very proud to be playing with her um, and Lisa King and all the other Central Child players. So everybody's bringing everybody on our team a different uh, – set of experience and it's great erica the the fact that you're here the warriors are here the central cal war angels will attest that they have gotten to a point where they get almost to the conference championship and never nail it in the fact that you move on to the national championship a lot of them are probably very very grateful to the rest of your squad to get to get you guys to atlanta so i'm assuming that's that's where they're at right now they're looking at the fact that you, you and your squad together with them got them right over the hump to Atlanta. Yeah, we're a we now. So we're not, it's not them, uh, so we're a we. But, yeah, I, we figured combine forces, um, bring all the experience in. They couldn't get past that plateau. We couldn't get past that plateau. We're going to do it together as a, as a California team and, and uh, bring home that championship. All right, Erica, thank you for making the time today. I know it's short notice. Uh, we are looking forward to this matchup. This is this is going to be the premier game. Uh, everybody will be spotlighted on. You will you will have the lights on, ESPN3. It's like we are going to be dissecting your play just like we did Kansas City against L.A. Uh, and so, uh, you know, as I say, you're going to be under the microscope. So pressure is on you guys. Pressure is on Boston. It's going to be a great matchup. So I really appreciate you making the time. Oh uh, no, I appreciate you uh, giving me an opportunity to speak. And no, being us being underdogs, we'll we'll take that. You know, it's basically Philly versus Boston. Same thing as the Super Bowl. All right, Erica. Yep, we absolutely. look forward to watching you on play and take care of uh of the Renegades. Oh, uh, we will. Thank you. I can't wait to see you. In the, I'll be seeing you there. I'll be coming right there. I can't wait to see you there. I'll see you there, Bernie. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that was uh, Erica Collins and uh, of the L.A. Warriors. So, Bernie, she's ready. Uh, Chantel's hungry. Every uh, War Angels are hungry. They've gotten uh, – they've always had that, what, Dallas Elite <laughs> moment where they get bounced off or the San Diego Surge moment. And but now they had no moment. This is as one as she's saying. So, what's what's your call, Burmy? Is it Boston edging LA, or are we taking the Warriors? Well, I would honestly, honestly, I think LA looks to be LA looks to be just about unstoppable. However, we shouldn't. They're looking unstoppable, so this is going to be quite a game there. However, don't don't count out the Renegades either. There's reasons why they. Because the fact when we saw how much how they withstood and were able to hold on after the divas put together quite a put together the rally they did shows their this too. But I'm just saying this game is going to be this game will be decided by fewer than ten points in my prediction. And this and don't be surprised if it ends up going to overtime either. 
I agree. I think that could be our first uh, – we could have our first overtime game uh, probably in WFA, right? Because I don't think we've had an overtime game in WFA. They, they Actually, did, think... um, they did a while ago. Uh, what year – do you know what year that was for me? I think it was the first time that you played in Pittsburgh. I think it was San Diego and – San Diego against uh, – Chicago. Um, Chicago, but I don't think it went to overtime, did it? Yeah. I thought it went to overtime, didn't it? I don't believe it did. That was 2012, I believe, at Heinz Field. So we could see our first overtime. That was the only – that, I believe, was the only national championship game where the search played at, which was held in Pittsburgh. So I'll have to look up some more. All right. So, um, you guys – Coming up right here in a couple minutes here, we are going to have the legendary Andrea Douglas of the New York Sharks. And she's obviously, this is the finale season. Burmy, we we have hyped this season since week one. They get over the hump. They beat Columbus. They take care of the Inferno in very, very good fashion. Talented offensive uh, capabilities on, on the Sharks side. 42, I believe 21 was the score. Um, so, uh, Burmy, the finale doesn't end. Do you think they can punch it in in Atlanta? I think they can. I think there's a very good – I think there's a good chance they just might there because first – because before I go out, let me just say this. It appears that the Chicago Forest did last year, having their, announcing before their last season that it was going to be there, the last season is bringing all their big veterans for one last run. I think really that they started quite a trend there. The Sharks, I believe, are doing it this – the way the Sharks are doing it this year has obviously turned out to be the most successful of the teams that have tried that. Again. Let's see. You got they were, able to, they were able to bring Karen Mulligan out of retirement. They were able to get Jennifer King from Carolina. They got all the veterans during some of all, those, all the other veterans' star, star power that they have. Just say the fact that they were able – to beat so honestly the fact that they of all the northeast teams were finally the one that was able to beat the Tampa Bay Inferno in the conference championship game that says a lot to me I agree I think that was a key and uh, Inferno came in pretty well at the beginning the first couple quarters and then New York kind of takes over in the end but um Burmy, let's talk about the before we bring Andrew in here let's talk about the Wildcats what a story for Rocky Mountain they they literally get into the dance and they put up 20 points on the Arkansas Wildcats, which I think was er- very awesome. They were up early also, so that tells you a lot. And then uh, obviously uh, Arkansas runs away with it, 64 to 20 in D3. But uh, what do you what do you say about the Rocky Mountain Thundercats? I say the Thundercats. This this gives us so I they're looking to be like they could be. They're looking like the future of D3 there. This is going to be – they've gotten a taste of what it's like to be at the top level, so they are going to be working – they are going to be really hard at work and practice all offseason there. Because I don't – because I had the pleasure of getting to meet them all this, about three months ago there. and They're going to – this offseason, I know they're going to turn it up there. They are going to be the – they are really going to be a team to watch out for this, in this offseason. This is going to be their. This is going to be their 
this looks like it could be their natty or bust season. Paulie, what do you think of the Rocky Mountain D3 run here? I mean, they get obviously edged by the better team, which is Arkansas, and Arkansas moves on to to defend their title. But, uh, you know, Rocky Mountain played pretty well in the semis, and then obviously in the conference finally they put up 20 points. <clears throat> I think that uh, Bernie is correct in that um, they have an opportunity, uh, you know, to get better in the offseason, and they have a really bright future ahead of them. Um, I also uh, think that it's relevant to give Richmond their due as well. They hung pretty tough against Orlando, um, and a little bit it was a little bit closer than I thought it would have been. So props to both those teams, um, and I hope that um, both those teams and uh, some of the other teams in D3 can continue to get better. Uh, both Arkansas and Orlando are obviously the, the toast of that division right now. But the more competition you get uh, with those two teams, the better it is for not only that division, the league, but also the sport as a whole. So we want those teams to continue to get better. So, um, so congrats to, to both of them. Yeah, I think that's going to be the key for them. Is how do they how do they rebound next year, and how well did, will their program evolve in D three? Um, Burmy, let's talk our, our Orlando Anarchy here and Richmond quickly here before we get Andrea on. Uh, the Richmond Black Widows were ahead, and then all of a sudden Orlando just takes over 27 to 14. Second straight year they've come from behind in the conference title game there and went on to pull ahead. I was there last year. They just asked, this is a t- let me just say, this is a- last year was the beginning and this year's team is even stronger than last year's was there. So Candace Hunter back and the favorite target, Crystal Bell. Brittany? Candace Hunter, Crystal Bell. Brittany says on the ground. Brittany on the, gra- Brittany on the ground. And of course, but I think what brings them all together is you got to credit to his head coach, Tony Chavez, Chavez's leadership there. The fact that the fact that he wasn't – I remember when last year I was – I thought it was a travesty that he wasn't named coach of the year there because with all the backstory there and how they've gone – how they, the big improvement there, I think this, this, is going to, this is going to be the year where this, this game is going to be there, the team's finest hour. This is going to – make sure you watch that game. I'm going to be at the VIPM sidelines there. This is going to be – this is going to be the moment where he officially establishes himself as one of the greats. I agree with that. So let's go into the No Just Football huddle, second huddle here, and let's bring in the legendary Andrea Douglas of the New York Sharks. Andrea, you're on with the WFA All-Star Holly Custis and Michael Burmy, the legendary Michael Burmy. Hi, Holly. Hi, Michael. And hi, Oscar. Hello. Hello, Andrew. Glad to see, glad to see you again. Congratulations and congratulations on that conference title. Congratulations on the big. Thank you. On that big. Thank you so much. Fantastic way to, fantastic way to end, to the fantastic final game in New York City. I, I agree. It was uh, a storybook. It was a storybook feeling. It was um, it was really a lot of fun. Absolutely. 
Andrea, mm-hmm. uh, what do you say about the season? The beginning, uh, now the ending here. You guys get past Columbus. Then this past weekend, you guys uh, take care of the Inferno. And they were coming in, obviously, to return to the national spotlight as, as well. And so your Sharks right. pulled off. Uh, you had, uh, you know, Molina, uh, Mulligan and company, they, they, they pulled it off. They sure did. They, they really did. Um, you know, this is a very unique year for us. Um, we have a lot at, a lot at stake. Um, it's, uh, it, it's such a good feeling because so many people returned from years ago or people who maybe weren't going to play this season thought, oh, my goodness, it's the, you know, the grand finale, as I call it. So um, we've got just such a strong team, and most of it is because of the bonding. We have, uh, I think, the best coaching staff we've ever had. Uh, they're very unified. They're very experienced. And they have this wonderful group of people to work with, players. And um, it's it's been just a great run this whole season. And what a way to end it is being in this championship. It's just, like I said, it's, it's a storybook ending. It's, sometimes you got to just pinch me. It's like, really? This is, this is really happening. So, um, it's just a it's a great feeling, and everyone on the team is so excited to be down there. Andrea, the one more step to the national championship, and you walk away from uh, you know closing up shop, as they say, and maybe with the crown. And then tell us about this news about not closing the doors in Atlanta, but going over overseas to the transatlantic tournament that's going to happen in Baffa Women in the UK. Right, right. That's that's also very exciting. Um, well, uh, first of all, Atlanta, um, the teams that we beat to get there were phenomenal. The great established organizations. And, you know, I have to give kudos to them because, um, you know, the, the whole time they were just class acts and it was uh, hard-fought battles. And, um, you know, it was just it was great to be able to come out on top there. And so, you know, if we go down to Atlanta, of course we want to win and really raise the uh, the trophy high. And then um, either way, we are going to take off for London on August 25th. And we've I, I've been wanting to play abroad for several years now, and um, I've been asking teams here and there and trying to establish something. And... Um, we we were trying to go last year and it didn't come through and this year everything just clicked. This wonderful team in uh, Birmingham, England, the, the Lions, um, they said, hey, we would love to have you come over and we'll host. And then they they got another team to come over, uh, the, the from Finland, and it turned into this Wolverine even better. Yes, yes. So. Um, Anyway, we're uh, we're going to leave on August 25th. We play Memorial Day weekend, and we're going to spend a couple of days in London, and um, do some sightseeing, and and um, and we'll just we'll wrap it up in a a grand style. Sounds exciting. Uh, if you punch it in in uh, in Atlanta, obviously you're a champion overseas. Helsinki's a champion in Finland, and Birmingham Lions champion in the diamond series in the Baffa women. So three champions in one tournament at the transatlantic, uh, the pro cloud transatlantic uh, tournament. So it's going to be very awesome. Um, Andrea, really what is, is it going to say about the ending? Is that where, is that where we ended? 
at the Transatlantic uh, Tournament in terms of finalizing the Sharks organization? That will do it, Oscar. That will do it. Um, you know, I, I've been uh, I've really been a blubbering mess for the past couple of weeks because, you know, wrapping it up, even though it's something I know I have to do and I, and I have to move on, it's been 20 seasons and it's time. But um, this year especially has been so special with everyone returning and the, the, the whole 20 season run has just been life altering. Um, but yeah, it's time to move on. We've got a, a great, the Farrells have purchased the, the franchise and they're going to continue football in New York city. They're wonderful people. They're going to do a great job. So there will be good football in New York city. Um, a lot of my players are coming back. Um, they might even get the coach, same coaching staff I'm hoping and the segue won't be too difficult um, but I will uh, I will uh, definitely hang up the cleats and um, and the owner's hat and uh, I guess I'll do a little bit of traveling I saw your exhibit in Tampa online so very nicely uh, done and we really wish you well in Atlanta as well as overseas uh, with all the players that are going to be going over there for that experience uh, let's go ahead and bring uh, Burmy in here to ask some questions, and then we'll have Holly finish up here for you. Okay. 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 First. Okay. First of all, how is it going to? Okay. First of all, how does it feel to the year? Be right to have this. To have this. To have feel to be right here at this level to there. To be in the chair. To be one. To have. To have this very. To the chance of wrapping us all up with the national champ right here on the big stage with the national championship against the against the very same team you played your first tackle football game against. Michael, that's the whole part. That is the most incredible part of the story. Is that our <laughs> our very first game is will be the same opponent as our last game, and I got chills when I realized you know we were watching the game um the vixens and mile high we were we were all together watching and i just got chills when it when they won it was like this is just the universe has set this up too too perfectly it's it's wonderful um so i'm really excited to be playing the vixen um i just think it's appropriate it's uh, i'm happy it turned out that way yeah in fact i was actually Speaking with, and after and after the game, I had actually been speaking with a couple of the original Vixen players who are that play, already played for the team, who had played for the team since that game. Moose Relander and Michelle Braun there. They were and, and yes. Red Bryant was one of the ones there. They were talking about how they were. This is all. They, everyone, everyone on the Vixen side was talking about how surreal this is too, because this because of all the history. Because even though you, even though this is going to be your third, only going to be your third and final meeting, it's going to be the history in both those meetings there, which is brimming with history there. The, totally. How is it going to totally? Especially, this, how is it going to? How is it going? To, now compare. I'm going to. So question: How is this going to feel there? With the, with the, the first game you play against them was here in New York City. The second game was in Minnesota. Last one's going to be on the neutral site. How do you think this one's? Good? How do you think this one is going to be different from the others? Well, um, uh, nostalgic. <laughs> um, that's for sure. 
um, you know, it isn't a neutral site. We're, we're one and one, so this is going to be um, really the perfect ending because neither one of us will have home field advantage. So it'll be a true test of wills, and um, either way, I think it's going to be a great game. And I, I just, I'm so happy that it's them that uh, that we're going to be playing. I, I, I'd rather it be them than anyone else, to tell you the truth. I just think it's great. And one, and also, and one, and also, you've talked about the whole. Also, you're talking, you're talking to some of the play. Is it the whole, with the whole Birmingham, with all teams, you're playing, you're playing the Birmingham Lions and the Helsinki Wolverines. What are you most looking? What sort of things are you most looking forward to about encountering those teams from the other, about those teams from abroad? Um, I think just establishing friendships and, and and seeing how they're progressing over there. It's very popular over there, and um, I just I really can't wait to see what their take on it is and how they're you know are they getting fans? Are they uh, well? Obviously they're growing <clears throat> growing quickly because there's there are quite a few teams, but I think just meeting people, um, being a different country and still having the bonding of, of football. I I can't wait to see what that's all about. Um, you know, so much in common, so far apart, but um, just everyone coming together from different countries and playing the sport we love. I, it's, um, I know all my players are, are really, really excited to be in Europe and be playing football. It, that's surreal also. Absolutely. One last question. You mentioned about you mentioned about how you might do some traveling once you hang up the cleats and the owner's hat there. What sort of – because I – because you know me for my tour there. What sort of destinations did you have in mind? Because there's a chance we might be encountering each other on the tour at some point. Well, that would be nice. Um, you know, if I, I love to travel and just about anywhere, but if I could never go anywhere else but Italy and France for the rest of my life, I'd be fine. <laughs> so I'll probably, um, I've spent a lot of time in Italy. I'll probably go back there. Um, my artwork is very important to me, so I'll be doing different series. Um, you know, I, I still want to continue doing my uh, the football player series. I want to continue with that. Um, but I'd like to go into some other countries and, and find some unique subjects over there to, uh, to uh, you know, continue my artwork. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Andrea. On to you, Holly, with your questions. Hello, how's it going? Good, Holly. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Um, so congratulations on getting to the championship game. I know Thank that you. Uh, you, you're welcome. I know you've been around the sport for, for quite a while. And I remember even when I started 12 years ago, like, you were a staple in the sport. So uh, I really want to thank you for all you've done for the sport. Uh, even That's across, very kind you know, of you. And you're welcome. Even across the country in the Northwest, I, I knew who you were. So that's saying something. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, wow. Thank <laughs> you. Well, you're um, And in your uh, tenure in the sport, what has been your fondest memory? Um. Wow, that's tough because there are so many of them. Um. I'd say one of the ones that stands out was one of our first games um, in the first season. Uh, not, this is after we played the Vixen. In the next season, 
we got on a bus and we went to um, Rhode Island. And I just remember we were putting, excuse me, we were putting helmet stickers on as we were on the bus going to the game. And, um, you know, all the players were so excited. And I just remember we pulled up at the stadium and everyone was in awe. It was like, is this really going to happen? I mean, <laughs> we're really going to get off this bus. And, and we just, we stepped into the world of women's football by getting off that bus and onto the field. And it was just a feeling I'll never, ever forget. Um, that's certainly one of the, one of the best memories I have. Um, but there's so that's many awesome. of them. I mean, even, uh, even Saturday after this, this last win, because, you know, we haven't been to the championship in, since uh, 2004, I believe. So this Saturday after the win and knowing that we were going to the championship, um, I just, I looked around at the, the, I call them my kids. I'm sorry. I looked around at my kids' feeling, or faces and you could just see the utter joy. And, you know, it, this is why I've done it so long. And I'm sure so many people can say the same thing, but you look around and you see the joy on their faces and the feelings of accomplishment and, and the dedication and the hard work and it all paying off. And it's just, whoa, the light bulb goes on and, and uh, it's just the best feeling in the world. Awesome. Uh, what do you think, since you've been around for a minute, what do you think we need to do as a sport to progress? Well, um, that's kind of tough because, you know, I, I think we've done everything in the world and it just doesn't seem to uh, get the, the wheels turning like we would like. Um, I think just persistence, though, Holly. I think persistence because, you know, we 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 do make progress, and uh, albeit small increments, um, I think just keep doing it. You know, um, I, I think really in a, in in a in the real, you know, if you had your 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 ideal situation, I think if there could be a league um, started um, or not started, whatever you do, take take the top twelve teams. I'm making this up, but you know, you take the top teams and find a sponsor to put them on TV. I think television, with just a few teams to start, is is going to get people's attention. Um, Certainly not saying that the, the teams that aren't the top teams shouldn't play. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I think you're going to have to have a, a very elite group who gets the TV contracts and a little bit of money paid to them, hopefully a lot of money, but you know how that goes. Um, I think it's going to have to go to something like that before it really takes a leap ahead. Um and you know, and I, I think that'll happen. And meanwhile, I think you know, nothing nothing pays off more than persistence. And uh, we are certainly persistent, aren't we? Yes, yes, we are. Uh, I I totally agree uh, with you on that. Um, also, since you're going over to the UK, do you think part of the future of this game would be more international as well? I think it could be because the interest over there, I've been so impressed. Um, even at the, um, you know, the world games over in um, uh, oh, where, Scandinavia, um, there were a lot of countries over there that were represented and it's just getting more and more. So um, 
yeah, I'd like to think I'd like to think it would grow. Um, I think the problem again is you know the finances. I mean, we've all hawked our shark's holes to get over there, and we're doing it on mm-hmm. our own. So, um, you know, if we were to play internationally in a league or something, I, it would be virtually impossible unless unless that sponsor came in. Um, maybe it is a world league, you know, maybe there's a, a couple teams from each country or something, but, um, there is a lot of interest over there and, uh, we've had some international players, um, you know, on our team for quite some time. We had one from Japan. We've got one from Sweden. Uh, we've got one, had one from Finland. Um, so, you know, there, I think other teams have a lot of international players too. So um yeah definitely yeah definitely we we had uh, one from Japan and one from Australia last year and I I, I definitely right. think the more that we can interact um uh, between the countries the, the better um well congratulations on getting to the championship game I um and I hope it goes well and um Thank and I you, hope to Holly. you know I hope uh, you you have the best of luck in all your future endeavors I sure appreciate it. Will um, will the three of you be at the championship game? Um, I'm going to Vegas and I leave tomorrow <laughs> for the that's for the Western oh. event. So unfortunately, I will oh, not be okay. in Atlanta, but I'll I'll be I'll be watching. <laughs> I'll be in Atlanta Great. myself, though, so I will get to see you there. Okay. All right. And Oscar. I am not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. I got some family commitments that I had done prior to that. So, but I will be watching you guys as well and uh, rooting for you guys. It's a great season so far. It's been very, very awesome. And all the returning vets giving out their time, like you said, and people returning to, you know, send off this uh, franchise. And the excitement just for Euro action with you guys and the Wolverines and the Lions, just when that news came out, that was just huge. And that's a that's awesome for the WFA in general, also, just to put the brand out there. Yes, yes, yes. You bet. It's a it, it's a nice step towards unification all over the world. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a good thing. Absolutely, and as I was saying, internationally of the women's football, I think that internationally that's where women's football it's doing real really well there because it's on the same level as the guys there because they're because although because well this right now at this point american football overseas a bit more of a curiosity there's a growing fan base women's football teams are on the same level as the men so it's teams so i think teams over here teaming up with the ones over there to do something that is a big deal for the entire sport worldwide yeah, you know that's a good point because it, we, the women are on the same level as the men. That's a good point because here it is, you know, huge discrepancy there. But um, anyway, yeah, international. I think they get supported by the men's club in a lot of countries, and I think uh, if the NTA, just the NTA alone, would support the women's game, I think it would be similar to what you see overseas in that aspect. Oh, that's uh, a great. Long way to go in this as- aspect of it. God knows the NCAA doesn't have any money, so we just have to throw that out there. <laughs> anyway. You know what I mean? No, nor does, yeah. Nobody yeah. knows what I mean anymore, but I know what I mean. Yeah, no, it's it, and it's kind of a shame that, that the birth of the sport is here and there's no funding for it in that manner from big 
big, you know, colleges and stuff like that. So, um, so Andrew, let's I do- leave on a on a high note. So your Sharks going up against Laura Brown and the Minnesota Vixen. This is in Atlanta for all the marbles. Um, and it, this is kind of exciting. The last duel you had was really good game. Down to the wire, very exciting. And so um, I think this is going to be similar. You have uh, Kirsten Hansen and you have Karen Mulligan. And you got all the playmakers on both sides of the offense. You got Jody Rolander on defense. You got Michelle Bond. Uh, all the veterans. I mean, there's a lot of veterans on your team. There's obviously veterans on their team. It's going to be a huge event and just the fact that no matter who wins or loses, this is a huge 20 uh, – who would have thought that two franchises lasted 20 years would eventually meet up in a championship, and that's kind of historic in that way too. Uh, it's just phenomenal. I, I just really – the universe had to have a hand in this, and we're, we're so excited to be uh, playing this team, the Vixens. Yeah, and it's going to be a great matchup. Um, so, Andrea, I really appreciate you making the time today out of your busy schedule. Uh, we look forward to Atlanta, and then we look more forward to uh, the transatlantic competition that's going to happen with the Birmingham Lions, the New York Sharks, and the Helsinki Wolverines. And we'll see how what the result is there for the American team at this point. But uh, overall, great, great uh, historical uh, efforts on your part. Uh, commendable Hall of Fame also, and so we we are just very proud, and I am honored to have uh, to have talked to you on several occasions, and I think this is going to be a great climax for your franchise as you send it off. Well, I appreciate that, Oscar, and uh, I I agree with I agree with you. This is um, like I said, it couldn't it couldn't be any better. So um, I appreciate your time as well, and and I'm happy to be on here. I appreciate that. All right, Andrea, thank you for making the time. I look forward to next uh, two weeks here in Atlanta and see how the Sharks' results comes out. And hopefully you are going to be hoisting that uh, trophy over your head and uh, and celebrating with the rest of your uh, tenured uh, players. And that could be very, very memorable. It sure will. It sure will. I appreciate it. And the Sharks wish good luck to all the other teams that are still participating. Have a great night, Andrew. Thank you so right. much. Bye bye. Have a great night, Andrew. I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you in ATF. So, Burmy, there you go. I cannot be more honored. I have talked to Andrea probably on three occasions now. She's very historic. I'm honored to talk to a you know a, an individual that's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in terms of a history. It's just so awesome. Absolutely. The fact, and you know what? Sorry to test face while she was on there. The most impressive thing is, if you want to know the truth, each of the five boroughs of New York City could probably have enough to support for their own, support, probably have enough to support their own teams. We've seen, but the fact what she's done, bringing all the boroughs of the, bringing all the boroughs of America's largest city and one of the big world-class cities together for this one, as NYC's only women's tackle football team for so long, that is saying a lot as so. I, that is saying a lot as to the type as how, just how great she has been there and the game is truly better off for having had her, had her. oh yeah and, and an artist at that she's a really good artistic uh, person as well so you've seen I've seen some of the, her pieces and work and 
So she's done a fantastic job on that end too. And I think that's her passion too, not just uh, the football side, but the other side. So we wish her very, very well. And we wish her team very well uh, in Atlanta versus the Minnesota Vixen. And uh, we're going to be talking to the Minnesota Vixen here coming up in a couple minutes here. Uh, Laura Brown, you were there, Burmy. Uh, Kirsten Hansen, they were there. Uh, Minnesota takes care of Mile High 29-6. Mile High played their hearts out, but the better team was Minnesota. And uh, so we're looking at a historic matchup of 20-year tenure franchises meeting in a national championship. So that alone is huge just for the billing. Can you, can you believe that? The billing, Warriors, Boston, you got Minnesota, New York, and then you got the rematch in D3 of Orlando and Arkansas. You couldn't, you couldn't put it together better storyline-wise. That will be if – some, if somebody had decided the fictional league was writing that as a TV, as a TV sorry, a really special series there and had that be the storylines of the fictional leagues there and it pitched that studios, most studios would have t- tossed that idea out as, un- as too unrealistic. But that's what's happening right here today. What do you say, uh, Burmy? Let's talk about Arkansas. What do you say about Arkansas? Last year, they went 12, what, 12 players, 13 players, and they made it, you know, they went to Oregon, they went across country, and they beat the Orlando Anarchy. The Anarchy this year is they, their focus was strictly to get here, and they have accomplished their goal. The only goal that they cannot accomplish is can they beat the Wildcats? And the Wildcats come in with, we have been here. We want to make it two in a row. That's the key thing here, because I remember, you know, if you're on my, if you've been following my page, you know that I am a huge Anarchy fan, and you know how I was, I was there, I was there last as an Anarchy fan. That was kind of, it was kind of frustrating to watch how the Wildcats could run all the way, was so fast. Kira Vincent was running past us. With, you handed the ball back, handed the ball off to her. You could pencil in six points right then, right there. But that was a thing. But the thing, but honestly, I believe this. Both teams have gotten better. I think this year the Anarchy they have a great chance there because they've developed. They've developed a really, as I said, they've really developed a whole team. The tandem of Candace Hunter and Crystal Pascal, Candace Hunter, Crystal Bell, Brittany Kazari on the ground game. Then you got. As I said, Tony Chavez is going to be the greatest coach of all time there, but the big story, which is not getting enough coverage, is, was that Paula Blanco has, came, came, has come back this year, and she's, back, she's better than ever. It's one of the key four defensive back there. So she, I imagine that every single piece of the puzzle looks like it could, looks like it could form that long-awaited champion, championship there. I agree. I think, uh, like I said, Orlando has played so well throughout the season. They took care of Mississippi. They go through and take care of the Black Widows here, even the, even though they were down. They kind of rebound and take care of that. And so uh, it's a great rematch. This is a great rematch. It's going to be one of those uh, games that we're going to talk about more so. Last year was more historic, I think, in a lot of ways because of the way that um, uh, Arkansas arrived at the championship and overcame. But I think Orlando pretty much knows what their obstacle is this year, and they, I think they're ready for that. I think, I think so too. And re- the other thing to look at 
Here's why. If I were to make a prediction, I would predict. My prediction would be my prediction would be Orlando for a bunch for a few reasons. There, Arca, if we've seen Orlando, Anarchy, they have beaten every other team in their state. That includes the D2 Miami Fury, Jacksonville Dixie Blues, and Tampa Bay Inferno. No, I agree. I mean, so, I think they're battle tested for sure. They're battle tested for sure, and I think their schedule kind of dictated that, and I think they wanted it that way. And that's why they're here. They're here to, you know, to go to Atlanta. Yeah, and I'm going to be, and it's going to be such a joy to be here. You're going to, you could, there's a chance you could be seeing me on the sidelines there because I got that VIP. Because, because, there's a chance you could be seeing me up, really up close there. there. Perfect. Just watch. Watch me. Hopefully ESPN3 so decides to broadcast that game too. For me on the sidelines uh, via ESPN3, they, you guys are hearing it right here first on the Blitz. Breaking news. You're going to see, get to see live Michael Burmy. Uh, Burmy, what do you say of my eye? They've, they've shown you so much love, and it, it had to have been disappointing for them to kind of just end the season the way they did. But they have played so well last year and then this year. They, they are moving so forward, and they're getting so competitive that I think, uh, you know, every game, every opportunity they've gotten to the playoffs here, they've done their part, and I think they're going to learn from this. I believe I believe so. I believe so, too. Not that the teams can put up the fight against the team of the Vixens caliber the way the Mountain Blaze have. They're doing – they're well – they're looking – when you look at the play, players they got right now, likes of – the likes of Smooth – Got you got like the smooth, smooth lowering Coco Hockaday and Tony Triplett bolstering their offensive game. Then you got then on, then on the line you got the likes likes of Shantavia Brigham, Tiggum and Jen Dominey back in this uh, up there. That and then if you're looking there, and this is a team that they have their sights that they're going to be building up. They are going to be something special in the years to come. There, matter of fact. Make sure you keep an eye out for them this off season. Something tells me they could be making they could be making some really groundbreaking moves. Yeah, I think that's that's the key. Win uh, is always looking to improve that team, and the Colorado region in itself, with the wild, with the Thundercats and themselves being in the playoffs, and then you also had the Freeze in general as well. So it's a really good time for Colorado football right there on the women's side. Um, Absolutely. So let's go into Colorado the being the only team. With the only state which has multiple WFA teams to have every single one of them make the playoffs. Which is great. Like I said, it's very historic in that way, too, because they've improved so much on every level, even on a D3, D2, and, and hopefully, you know, at this point they move up at some point. But um, let's go into the huddle, and we're going to talk to the folks that you were hanging out with uh, recently, and that is uh, the Minnesota Vixen, that is – Coach Laura Brown and owner Laura Brown, and then the talented quarterback Hanson inside the Blitz. Hey guys, uh, you're here with Burmy. Everybody knows Burmy on the Blitz. Hey there, Burmy. It was good. Congratulations. Hey. That was it. Was being there. That was quite a game. Quite a game there. Even though I was seeing it from the other sidelines, I could tell how much I could. I could just feel how much joy there was radiating. Inside, all, th- all throughout that field at Inver Grove Heights. Congratulations once again to all of you. Thank you very much. 
Laura, um, you guys are here. I just spoke to Andrea prior to you. Um, I don't know. The, uh, as she says, the stars align here. You got Minnesota taking on New York and Atlanta. I don't think anybody would have planned this out, but here we are. And I, I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to Atlanta to lose. That's my my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody who's heading to Atlanta at the end of July is going there to lose. I think uh, all the teams are really going to bring it, and it's. I mean, I'm excited not just for our game, but I think there's going to be some really great matches. Take it, take it advantage of uh, take advantage of the opportunity right now. I mean, you guys go through the season, get past uh, mile high, and now you guys are live in Atlanta trying to you know capture that uh, elusive title that everybody wants. And you got Michelle and Jody and everybody else that's on this team. Obviously, they want some hardware. Yeah, obviously. And I mean, like you alluded to before, there's so much history there with New York going back to. 1999 when it all began that uh, this is this is a great way you know to kind of bring these two, two, two teams back together especially after you know a couple of years ago with that great game it's going it's to be a fun game to watch and uh, yeah we got our 20 year vest with uh, Red Bryant and Michelle Brown and then uh, you know Freelander and, and plus a, cu- a couple other you know long term vet players who this has been a long time in the making all right, Lauren, let's let's bring in the key uh, component to this huge uh, Minnesota Vixen squad, which is the leader of the squad here, uh, uh, Kirsten Hansen. So, Kirsten, um, how excited are you to be here? With, with this, something, this is the goal, right? You started from day one, and you want to end up here. And so it's even more exciting that you're going to go up against a legendary franchise and a legendary owner and Andrew Douglas and the New York Sharks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the you know the history and the the gravity is is not lost on on either of our teams, um, and so you know just for me, this is only my my third year being a part of the team and um, and just being able to be a part of this for those veterans and for you know just for those women that that started this all up 20 years ago, um, and then also you know moving this forward and saying okay it's been 20 years and look where we've grown the game. And, you know, where can we grow this game in 20 years? And so having, you know, historic franchises like this, big games like this, good football like this, um, this is as exciting as it gets. This is I'm, – I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. I cannot wait. Now, um, Kirsten, you came in against Mahai, understanding that they had a pretty good D. Offensively, there, there were some, you know, concerns there because they had been, you know, not playing up to par in the last two matchups. They knew that you guys were the, uh, you know, the big challenge. And so you guys, you know, started off pretty early, and then all of a sudden you guys kind of ran away with it, 29 to six. But uh, speak to you about Mahai spirit and, and drive, and they're getting better every year almost. Yeah, yeah, they were a lot of fun. Um, I mean, we could tell from the moment they stepped on the field, they 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 were excited. Uh, they brought a lot of energy, which got us going. Um, that got us bounced up, and you know, we didn't necessarily start the way we wanted to in the game, but like you said, you know, we were able to kind of keep our heads and. Um, keep our keep our energy going, and, and then we're able to kind of bring it home in that second half. But you know they were great competitors. Um, it's always fun, um, you know, when you play a team and if they get a stop and they get excited and they get pumped up because it just gets your blood going and, and you know you want to turn around that next play and 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 you know run it down and and get that first down, get that touchdown, just to to kind of quiet their crowd and 
and go from there. It's just good atmosphere. They're, they're, they brought a lot of good energy. Laura, um, Town Square TV, just you guys and them, uh, I, like I told you before when you are on, this is a huge marriage, and it's, it continues. And um, we were watching it live stream, and so uh, a credit to you and that partnership because it really was done really well. And even the replays, uh, we're sharing it on our page, and we're getting plenty of views. So congratulations on your partnership with them. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I can't say enough about Town Square Television. They do a phenomenal job, uh, just such a, a professional level of the quality that they put out there. Plus, they're just a lot of a lot of fun to work with. With John Parker coming in and do the play-by-play this year, and he fits so well into the team. Um, it's just been a huge asset for the team, and, and it's, as you said, a great marriage. I really can't ask much more. And you got Sweeney, who's going to Atlanta to, to call the game. So, so that's going to be huge for your fans too to kind of hear that individual calling the game. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, Sweeney, he's he's brought a certain level to our home games, which has really helped make it a lot a much better fan experience. And getting the fans involved on game day just brings so much energy to the team makes it a lot more fun for the fans to be there. And it's, it's been a key element, you know, what he brings and what some other people have done to like make that a fun event to be at and help us fill our stands every week. Um, he's, he's a great choice. I think to have there this weekend, he's been working hard on his scripts and researching the teams. And uh, I think he's going to be a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I've been able to listen to him as well. So it's, He's a, a credit to him for doing a very, being very professional about it as well. And you don't get that a lot. Like we said, even it, when we were doing the World Games, uh, we didn't get that great broadcasting. But you guys do a great job with Town Square. So keep up the great work there. Um, Laura, how is business this year? What, how is the outcome at this point, you know, the, the, the attendance part and everything else? You guys were at the Super Bowl. And the, the whole season has been kind of surreal in a way. And now you ended here against, uh, you know, a historic franchise, which is the Sharks. Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy season, like you said. Um, you know, we started off kind of doing some stuff with the Vikings and the Super Bowl and participating in that, which was a lot of fun. Um, the team has really worked hard. We brought a, a, just a ton of rookies into the, the team this year, and they've really integrated well. Um, brought a lot of talent, but brought a lot of spirit and energy, which we love to have, and... This is this is one of the best teams that I've ever seen us have, just in like team unity and and helping each other out and being there. And it's it's one of the fun things to really see. I mean, everybody loves to win, and everything goes better when you win. But being able to win as a team and enjoy each other's company that that's really what it's all about. All right, let's bring in Burmy here to poke your brains out uh, and, and see what he's got going on here. So go ahead, Burmy. All right, first off, just want to. They've watched that some really incredible season there with a big historic game with the historic 20th season. What sort of things, what has been your, first off, for a bunch of franchises, they're going to be wanting to know, what is the secret to lasting this long? Well, I'll I'll um, chime in quick, just from a player standpoint. I think, um, you know, lasting this long, it really boils down to, you know, the the women that have 
stuck around and have been the heart of the Solis team. You know, we've, we've named off those handful of players that were played, you know, all, almost all 20 seasons. But, uh, you know, I think you look along the way, there's been a number of players that uh, on this team now that have played 10, 10 years or 9 years or 8 years. And I think from a player standpoint, that, that has to be a huge, huge factor in why this team has stuck around is the dedication of these women. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen you. Because I remember coming there. You've been pretty much at every level there's been that. From the from flagship from Barnstorming to a franchise, the WPSL to IWSL to exhibition exhibition team, and all the way back over, all the way back to the top level there. You've been at every single. Every single level of women's football there. How does it feel? How does it feel to be on the verge, and to be on the verge of, the, of that long-awaited national championship? Are you still there, Laura? Uh, yep, I'm still here. Um, okay. You know, I don't, it's, I don't know if you heard Bernie. Cutting it out a little bit, but I think I got the gist of what he was going at. Is that basically, you know, we've we've made a lot of different levels. The team's been around for a lot of different years. And at every level um, of this, and at pretty much every level of the game there, and we want not I don't know how how it feels to be on the verge of that long-awaited championship. Oh, it's it's exciting. I mean, I'm proud of this team. Um, it's exciting to be where we're at, but I mean, it's just it's exciting to be part of this team. Um, I don't really doubt that this is where we were going to end up this season just because of how the atmosphere started back in, you know, December and January when we started putting things together. You know, sometimes you can tell that, you know, there's something special you got there. It's a little intangible. But um, this, this team this year definitely have them, and uh, it's, it's exciting to be part of. Absolutely. Because as, cause as after, was bringing up about that, you, know, you have the Town Square Television as a matter of fact, the entire with the entire city of Invergrove Heights embracing, really, really embracing this team there, and being part of, being part of this there. There are a bunch of, te- there are so many teams who wish they had a, who wish they could find as good a last relationship with their own. I'm say there. What's, the, what are the people of the, what is the, what are the people of the, of the city been, what is the, people of the city like the most about? Being, which really got them to give. What people in charge of Invergrove Heights really like the best about this? Uh, I think they're they're pretty kind of proud to say that we're the home um, of the team here, and, and it gives the, the city more recognition. Um, you know, you can always talk about just a straight business relationship. We're bringing people into the city and. Things like that, but it's it's more than that. They've you know the, the local businesses have embraced us as sponsors. We walk into parade. Um, it's really just been a great win-win relationship. I think for the the people of Invergrove Heights, there's just a there's just a lot of pride um, that they that they're part of this too, and that it's it's a relationship that we have with them, and it's not just like just some other city we're there, but you know they're they're, they're part of this and they're part of uh, our winning as well. Absolutely. And then I asked, last time I was asked, talking to New York Sharks owner, Andrew Douglas, she was talking about how surreal it is that they're playing their very last game against 
against the Vicks on the same team they played. They played their first game against there. So now I want to look. Want to talk to you from your standpoint? How does it feel to be playing against to play against the Sharks once again, and to be the same, the very same team which you which you were playing in the best game ever two years ago, that conference title game. Yeah, I might let Kirsten take this one. She was actually, that was her first season. Yeah, that, yeah. that was my first year. Uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, that first year, if I compare, you know, then to now, you know, how much things are different, but also how, how much is the same. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the a lot of players on the Sharks are the same, so they all remember. And, you know, we've been telling the rookies on our team stories of, of that game and um, what that was like and, you know, I have no doubt that it's going to be another battle. Um, but I think, you know, there is something exciting about kind of re- revisiting that, that rivalry, um, you know, considering that, you know, we went a year in different leagues so we didn't, didn't uh, have the opportunity to face up against each other again. But um, it's kind of fun to, you know, for for me, it's the beginning of my, you know, career with the Vixen and, and you know, right now my current, but kind of to bring it full circle, Um it's kind of, it's fun and and like you guys were talking about before. I mean, you can't script this story any better. You know, playing you know the Sharks playing in their final season and us playing in our 20th season and then having that history of that game two years ago and how epic that was. Um, it's it's just excite. It's an exciting storyline. You can't you can't write it better than that. One last question. One last question there. Should there? So wondering. Should this be the year, should this be the big year that the Vixen win finally do with the national title? What I'm wondering is what all you gonna I'm gonna say June asked what all you got what all you got planned for all that off season and all that because I'm only a six hour mega bus right away and I wanna because am I might go to town for some of those. Right. So your 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 question is after after the the title game. I'm is sorry over. about what's the plan about is about that is about after this about after this game should you end up should should you end up winning the big one there is it that's going to be the focus is it how is this I could only imagine how absolutely spectacular of a moment that's going to be. I'm sorry, I was going off track for a bit. Yeah, no, that's fine. Well, I mean, obviously, I think like once you once you hit the 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 pinnacle of your sport and you you, you hoist that trophy, you, you know, you got to celebrate for a, a couple weeks, I would think. Um, but then, uh, you know, after that, then I think for the majority of uh, of the the teams and that are be playing in these games, um, you know, then it's starting to already prep and get ready for the next season. You know, figuring out okay, what are those next steps? So we can get that that next batch of players in and get the next group rolling and and you know having tryouts and off-season workouts and um, I mean just like just like any other pro sport um, you know things are going on all year round so I imagine every team will either be celebrating or you know kind of licking their wounds for a little bit and then gearing back up and getting back out there and figuring out all right how do we prep to either do this again or get back there again or yeah. And, this, and that will be that will be some. Well, and either way, this either way is going. To, that is going to be an amazing game. I'm going to be so excited to be right there, to, right there to see it live. Can't wait to see you again there. 
Well, we'll be looking for you. What side are you going to sit on this time, Uber? Are you going to be on the victim side? Are you going to be down on the yes, sideline? Yes, I will. Okay. I'm actually not really on the – I'm not sure that's the sideline pass, but I am going to be – but I am going to be cheering on the Vixen this one time around. <laughs> well, you can cheer on everybody. It's, 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 well, this is great for women's football in general. He wasn't brave enough to say that when Andrea was on. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <No, I, laughs> I, I hope I she doesn't tackle you down football. there, Bernie, because she used to play football. Yeah. And, and I know how torn he was when he came out for that Vixen mile high Blaze game where you know he loves both teams and and you can only sit on one side. So yeah, now you were disappointed, Laura. Just say it. You were disappointed that Burmy was on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Just he had a little Vixen gear with him, so that's no, all right. He's, he's, he put on he put on great. a Vixen jersey at the end of the game. Hey, there you go. I, I saw the pick with uh, Jody and Michelle, so that's 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 yeah, good that's pride cool. for him. He's a, he's a team he's a team first guy and uh, Mile High gave him a lot of love too. He's been you know they've been so great to him as well. So, um, uh, ladies, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, you guys have done a tremendous job so far up to this point. Uh, Town Square, like I said, all our all our feedback on our page when we shared your stuff was uh, awesome. People loved that broadcast and the replays are on our Facebook page right now for every game that had a live stream or a Facebook live. And so uh, it was what a weekend of conference championship finals. Um, Kirsten, we get ready here. Um, technically, I don't want to call you a legend yet, but I, I got I to gotta say yes in a way. And at the same time, uh, you're going up against one of the legendary quarterbacks in New York, which is Karen Mulligan. So that's got to be huge as well. Well, first of all, that legend status, you can put that away. My goodness, that, that's too much pressure on my shoulders right now. Uh, I appreciate the compliment. I appreciate the compliment. But, no, I mean, I, I, you know, like we were talking about before, you know, that game against them was only two years ago. And I, I, remember, I remember standing on that sideline watching her just master that pocket and uh, the darts that she threw. I mean, that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, you know, there's my example. This is what I wanna. This is what I wanna aspire to. Um, you know, and, and many other uh, women in this league that I've I've had the privilege of standing on the other sideline and watching. Um, she is absolutely right up there with all those the rest of those legends. And and would you know I would hope one day that I could be be in a sentence with her as well. But I have a lot of respect for her. Um, watching her play against us two years ago. Um, watching film on her this year. Um, yeah, she is. She knows what she's doing. She's got a great arm. She's got a great presence. She uh, directs that, that offense very skillfully. So it's going to be a good challenge for our defense. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to watching again. And obviously, Phil, um, you know, a couple more years under my belt. I have I have a few tricks of my own. So, so hopefully they, they can serve us well in that game. But, yeah, I have a lot of respect for her. Yeah, it's going to be a great clash between you and her. And then you have playmakers on your side of the ball as well. They got playmakers on their side, which is Molina and and uh, 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 Fields as well. And so you you guys have seen them, like you said, in the last matchup that you guys had and went pretty much down to the wire. Uh, we don't expect anything less. So, Laura, was this something you guys dreamed of as owners and said, hey, uh, Lisa, this is what we want. We want Minnesota, New York. We want Boston, L.A., and then we want Arkansas and a rematch of, 
you know, and all this. So this is, you can't script it any better in terms of all the tears. No, I, I remember, uh, I remember looking at one point right away thinking like, oh man, wouldn't that be great if it was in New York? That would be like, you know, that would just be so surreal to be up against them again. And, you know, of course we're focusing a lot more on our conference and who we might face in the playoffs. It's not always keeping that in the back of the mind is that that would be like uh, the ultimate matchup. Yeah, and it looks nice, especially with ownership and the tenure with both teams. This is just a huge storyline. Um, so are we getting broadcasted at all or not? Do you know if the, if the Tier 2 game is going to be broadcasted in any format? Uh, I believe that's going to be on ESPN3, but, you know, I'd actually have to double-check that. If I know the Tier 1 matchup is going to be ESPN3, but I don't know if Tier 2 will be as well. I hear that it's, the, I hear that it's Tier 1 and Tier 3, Tier 2. I hope somebody gets I hope somebody gets cracking on D three too, but that's another story. Okay. Yeah, I uh, believe D three would be nice and... even if you did Facebook Live. <laughs> I my phone unfortunately my phone does not have that capability on me right now, but I'll see what I can do. Perfect. Well maybe yeah. you can get somebody else to help you out while you're there. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that have phones as well. So but that would be great to see that. Um, Laura, congratulations. Thank you for making the time. I really appreciate it on everything. And we just wanted to bring you on to congratulate you, your team, your organization, and the historic matchup that's going to come up in two weeks here in Atlanta against Andrew Douglas and the New York Sharks. What an event here. And, Kirsten, we really wanted to bring you on because uh, you are one of the premier quarterbacks, you know, from a fan's perspective that we always watch. And then going up against Karen Mulligan, a legendary quarterback in here, we're getting a wave of new quarterbacks in the WFA, you know, a resurgence of youth. you got Brooke Leach in Kansas City. you got Amanda Congaldi in D.C. you got yourself in Minnesota. There's a bunch of other – a couple other quarterbacks along the league. It looks like there's a new crop of young quarterbacks. So, uh, Laura, this has got to be exciting as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean uh... – the, the sport is just growing so much, um, you know, and seeing that all these young players that are coming up and coming through the ranks and not just as quarterbacks, but everything else, uh, you know, five, six years ago, it was kind of rare that we would get any women who tried out for the team that had any football experience. And now we're getting, you know, quite a few of them that, oh, yeah, I played one or two years with the boys or I played through high school. And it's just becoming so much more common that we're getting the women that come to us with already some experience. And it might be, like I said, tackle with the boys or even the flag football that's taking off. So their, their knowledge and their skill set it's just the sport's just continuing to grow. I, I agree with that. And uh, it's a hotbed for flag, I think. A lot of the players come from flag. Uh, and that's the key right there because they have a lot of athletic ability. And all you got to do is, you know, if they're a sponge, they, they grasp the game so well. Um, so, Kirsten, uh, I wish you well uh, in uh, Atlanta. We will be keeping eyes on that between now and two weeks from now, and then the end result, obviously, via ESPN3. And, Laura, congratulations to you, your coaching staff, um, and obviously your organization overall for, you know, the events outside of, of your organization, plus also the on-field play and to get to this level here. So 
We wish you well against New York. Uh, both of you deserve to win. Unfortunately, one of you will win. And so we will see what the result is in Atlanta. Okay. Thank you very thank much you very for much. having us on. We really appreciate it. All right, ladies. Thank you. Have a great night. Uh, safe travels. And we'll touch base after the uh, national championship. Yeah, you as well. Thank you very much. I can't, can't wait to see. Can't wait to be. Can't wait to be there and cheer you on. Okay, Burmy. So there you are. You're going to be our insider. Uh, you got to get somebody to get to get a mobile phone to get that V3 game if they don't put it up. Somebody has to do. You got connections. I know you can do this. You got to have somebody. I, I'm going to look far and Facebook. wide at everyone I can. I will make sure you all get to see that game. Yeah, we got to see that game. You know, we got to see that game, uh, especially with with the amount of the amount of love you have for the Anarchy. We got to see that game. I mean, Anarchy, uh, Wildcat, should be no reason we can't see that game. Uh, maybe you can hit your girl up, Lisa King, see if you can make make some arrangements. <laughs> we'll have to see about. <laughs> we'll have to see about. We'll have to see about that. I know you got but connections at the. Uh, I know you have connections at home office. <laughs> But I will certainly get a hold of somebody to broadcast that. Yeah, that we, we got to do something. I mean, maybe even get a hold of uh, either Arkansas or um, Orlando and see if any of them, uh, you know, their fans or parents or somebody, somebody needs to live stream that either Facebook Live if, if uh, the WFA absolutely can three or something like that. But okay, Burmy, so you're going with Minnesota over the Sharks? Is that what you're telling me right now? I'm thinking, I got to so there because keep in mind the base because there are all these vet all this veteran talent there. I'm imagining, as a matter of fact, don't be surprised if a few of those longtime veterans. If as a matter of fact, I would not be surprised if should the Vixen win this win that one, a couple few of those veterans have decide to have a Jerome Bettis moment. <laughs> of course. Uh, they might. I mean, it's 20 years. They they earn their rights. They walk away. 20 years. That's played all their careers to be champions. Finally going to be champions yep. at that game. All right. You're on the hot seat because I think Laura and Kirsten are still listening to us. So make sure your prediction is on point. So you're going with Vixen, right? Yep. That's what I'm, go- that's what I'm going with. All right. So you're going to get some help from uh, Fields and Molina out Vixen's there. Vixen's are Anarchy and Vixen. D1, Anarchy D3, Vixen D2. D1 is too close to call. Yeah, D one's too close to call. I can, I don't even want to call it, and uh, but I think I got to go with Boston, Burmy. I think I got to go to, with Boston. Unfortunately, honestly, I if I had to make a choice, choice, this is the moment where I have that recourse moment. Not so fast, my friend. The LA is absolutely loaded. <laughs> they had Mer- they they have Mer- they were able to get a hold. They actually they were able to get a hold when you are able to get Mary Rose Roach of all people. Get her out of retirement and play for your team. That means you got something going on. All the powers combined, put on top of all the combined stuff with the Warriors, the Warriors and the Warriors. This would be the moment which, if I was Corso, I would be putting on my Aztec helmet right now. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to have Erica probably, if she wins, she's going to just direct message me and just tell me off. <laughs> but anyways, I'm taking Cahill, Pasquale, and Beinecke. Uh, over LA right now, the, the way they've played all year, the way they've you know just put themselves out there, the way they beat Pittsburgh, 
Um, I mean, just, uh, they, to me, I got to give them the edge. I know the Warriors have talent. I know the Warriors are going to come and, and bring it. Uh, but I just think a Boston will edge Los Angeles. I think it's going to be more of a, of a diva Boston matchup in, in the end. We are going to one possession or a field goal or a two point conversion. That's going to do it. We're going to, we are going to, we are certainly going to see that. Matter of fact, there's even a whole element there. Both players on both teams who are NBA fans, they will have a certain level of familiarity there. Cause I mean, we've already seen the renegades put on their page, the old beat LA signs, which, Celtics fans would do whenever they find out they're playing the Lakers in the final. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and you know Boston's going to be up for this game. Boston's yeah. going to be up for this game. You know it. This is this is like they're going to play like the Patriots technically. That fact, this you know it, and that's there's a good chance that the matter of fact, I would not be surprised if this if this could end up being a preview of this if this would end up. Being this, if those two markets would be able to Super Bowl match up at some point, because you oh, know yeah. the Rams are on the rise. Oh, I know my Rams are on the rise, and they picked up some very good folks. Uh, so, uh, Burmy, I uh, really thank you for coming in, co-hosting, and uh, and Holly, I had a bail as well, but uh, I really appreciate you uh, hyping this up. It's uh, the the week, you know, two weeks prior to the championship. Uh, we got a lot to kind of be anticipated for. Great, three great matchups as we talked about it within two hours here, and uh, I just can't wait for them to just you know point and let's get going because I just think D3 will kick it off and I think it's going to be an amazing duel in D3 and then you're going to see obviously the uh, tier two. So if anybody's going to be in Atlanta, www.wfachamps.com, wfachamps.com, get tickets and events info there, and we will be linking all these streams and all the coverage from ESPN3, and as well as, as we get the link for the Orlando uh, versus Arkansas link, if we get that via Facebook or other format. So, um, so Michael, thank you for coming in. I really appreciate you making the time, and uh, it's been very enjoyable. We got to talk to uh, Erica Collins of the uh, LA Warriors. We got to talk to the legendary Andrea Douglas, and also we talked, we t- we talked to uh, Laura Brown and the, uh, Kirsten Hansen. So it was an awesome show. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me on there again. It's always a joy to be right to be here whenever I can get, whenever they have, whenever I have Thursdays off at work. Yeah, you're always welcome. Like I said, just chime in, let me know, and I'm more than happy to have you on. So really appreciate it. Have a great evening. Look forward to, uh, in two weeks, to the national championship, and uh, we look forward to you being on the sidelines, as you said, on ESPN3. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you. So much. Actually, I'm not sure if I'm going to be on the sidelines for any of the times where they're broadcasting it, but you, there are going to be points where you will see me in the stadium. Perfect. That's what we expect. Fantastic. Thank you once again. Take care now. All right, Michael. Thank you. Have a great evening. You too now. All right, guys. That's the um, always knowledgeable and informative and uh, fan favorite Michael Burmy. If you haven't gone to his group board, go to Michael Burmy and you can get hooked up there. And we had uh, the legendary um, Andrew Douglas here from the New York Sharks. We got to chat with Laura Brown and her outstanding work in Minnesota and how she's elevated that franchise to another level. And the coverage on Town Square, you cannot just be just bit in awe of it. And he had Kirsten Hansen taking on Karen Mulligan. And as well as we had Erica Collins who's going to be taking on the Boston Renegades and Allison Cahill. So huge, 
WFA weekend. Uh, for everybody, I know we didn't cover the USWSFL. Congratulations to the Washington Prodigy out there and to the Hampton Roads, uh, Hampton uh, Roads Lady Gators. You can get the uh, feedback and information on our Facebook page via our Facebook page at Gridiron Beauty. You can also get all the information upcoming for the Legends Football League matchups coming up this weekend, which is Chicago, Atlanta, which is a huge class. And then you're going to get this weekend's uh, information with Seattle versus Austin for the Western Conference Championship and see if Austin's going to win. And so uh, stay up to date on everything happening international in the States domestically with the best, best coverage on Facebook and go to Gridiron Beauties. And then you can also go to Twitter and stay up to date every week, daily updates, as well as health tips and everything else, NFL news on the Twitter feed, Gridiron Beauties. Get, check us out on Snapchat also as well for No Joke Football Specials as well as Athlete Takeovers. And don't forget to go to our gallery, Instagram gallery at Gridiron Beauties on Instagram. And we have a new page on Instagram. Check it out. No Joke Football brand page on Instagram. Just punch in No Joke Football. And you can get pretty much the link there. And then hashtag No Joke Football for all the amazing women playing American football globally. Hashtag No Joke Football. So for the uh, absent after she had to leave for an hour, but for the absent Tracy Brick, for the absent Louise Bean, Troy Wilson, and for Holly Custis, WFA All-Star, and Michael Burmey, this is Oscar Lopez saying thank you very much for listening to the episode 231, a very historic episode. Make sure you share the replay, link it up, and then we will catch you here next week as we start to preview one week out to the WFA National Championship in Atlanta. And then you got the best of the West coming up here July 21st, this weekend. Get the details on our Facebook page or go to the best of the West women's football on Facebook. So uh, we'll catch you guys here next Tuesday. Really appreciate it. Have a great evening and uh, have a great evening, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.